Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Giddy on Straight Fire, Tuesday, January 11th. It's a good morning in the McIntyre household. Hope it is a good one in yours. We gave out Georgia, winning the natty. Rob G and I went head-to-head. He liked Bama. I told you guys I like Georgia on the money line. Georgia favored by three. It went down to two and a half of points, and the Georgia Bulldogs deliver. I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Stetson Bennett. I kind of ragged on Stetson Bennett a little bit on the podcast, you know, after the SEC championship game, which, you know, uh, I had Alabama winning. And Stetson Bennett delivered, Rob. I mean, this guy, you know, you can make all the jokes about how he's going to be your accountant in three years. Um, You know, he looks like a loan officer uh, at the bank. This is a guy who is a great story. Like, he's one of these... You know, like everybody doubts him and Stetson Bennett overcomes everything and Stetson Bennett delivers and now he's a national champion. 
I mean, there's a, there's a whiff of Trent Dilfer to this. Like, everybody's going to remember the Baltimore Ravens defense, right? Lewis and company and the run game. Everybody's going to remember the two good running backs at Georgia, but mostly the defense. And then Stetson Bennett. Game managed his way. He did make two big-time throws. Georgia wins and covers the pick six, uh, sealing it. Um, we are going to do a little NFL, but I, I'm kind of into this game. And, and listen, it was a weird college football season. I did not have a good regular season gambling in college football. Not a good one at all. That being said, it turned around with the SEC title game. And after that, Alabama won that. It felt like everybody, oh, Alabama's got the title again. And I, and I just had this sense, these rematches are weird. I, we did a gambling show for Fox on Monday. And I had started to you know, root around in the history of rematches. And there had been two rematches from the regular season in the championship. And both times, the team that lost the regular season matchup came back and won. There was a Florida... FSU game in the 90s, and then, of course, Alabama-LSU, the, the ugly 9-6 game um, that LSU won, and then Bama trounced them in the natty. And here we go again, the, the rematch, you know. Um, Alabama certainly wasn't great. Bryce Young had, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those games where, and Rob, I, I don't like this, but this is kind of reality. You know, Bryce Young, an island game, the largest college football audience of the year, I'm sure. And the guy throws two interceptions and he missed a lot of passes and everybody's just going to be like, Bryce Young's not that good. What are you talking about? Number one pick in two years. Get out of here. I mean, Rob, do you think the general public is aware he went into this game without his leading receiver and then in the first quarter loses, or maybe it was the second quarter, loses his other great receiver, Jamison Williams? who is likely going to be a first-round pick unless it's an ACL. We haven't got word. Probably will trickle out later today. Um, Rob, I didn't think Bryce Young was awful, right? I I didn't think he was terrible, did you? No, I didn't think he was terrible, but um, I will say I didn't think he was what I was hoping to see from him. You know, when I see a Heisman Trophy quarterback, it shouldn't matter that you lost your top two receivers. You know what oh, I mean? Like he he his his counting stats were fine. I think he completed like sixty percent of his passes. I think like three hundred yards over three hundred yards, and he he was fine. I'm not gonna say he, he wasn't good. You know that last interception. I'm not gonna hold that against him because he was pressing. You know he he had to score quickly against a great defense. But I will say that he left a lot of throws out there. Like he he did not have for whatever you want to say about Stetson Bennett. And you know he did game manage his way most of the season. After he had that fumble, this is a fun stat for you. Stetson Bennett, four for four, 83 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> so he made the throws. Yeah. He, he no, wasn't right. That's fair. And, and Bryce Young, I don't think I saw one, you know, late in the in, in starting in the second half on where I was like, okay, that's the Heisman Trophy quarterback. I, I never yeah, got it, that vibe from him at all. And his thing, I'm not trying to kill him. I think he had a great season. I think he's a great player, but he just did not have those Heisman moments that you'd hope for. Yeah. If you're Alabama. It's a, it's a tough spot when you can't run. And college is dumb because they, like if a quarterback gets sacked, it counts against your rushing yards. So because he got sacked four times and lost like 40 yards, they, they ran for 30 yards in the game. But their running back, Robinson, who killed Cincinnati, you knew he wasn't going to do that again uh, against Georgia. And he ran 22 times for 68 yards. 22 for, that's three yards a carry. Okay, that's not going to get it done. But that was expected against his Georgia defense. So now you've put it all on the shoulders of Bryce Young. But instead of having two great receivers, he's dealing with freshmen. 
And this kid Hall is fast, but he had a couple drops. Brooks is a gamer. Um, he he ended up with 47 yards. I bet his over yardage, Rob, because I'm a little degenerate. <laughs> it was like 41 and a half, thanks to the final two garbage time drives. Well, the, I guess the last one was garbage time after the pick six. He got to 47. Um, but it was one of those, like, who is this guy throwing to? And Georgia was – and this is what I've seen more, and I hope we see a lot this wild card weekend. The opponent shows blitz. You bring in, like, the safeties and linebackers up to the line. And the overhead camera shows this great. And then two of them will back up, but you don't know which two. And the quarterback has a split second to read, okay – the two guys in the middle dropped. What's the coverage like? And now, meanwhile, now the pressure's coming on because they're blitzing from the outside or whatever. And I, I just love that stuff. Now, it's easy for us, Rob, right, to watch and be like, oh, yeah, that's the read. You got to do – I mean, with 300-pounders and 250-pound heat-seeking missiles bearing down on you, you've got to make the read, and there's really no room for error. You can't be like, oops, and throw a pick six. Now, Young's pick six was deep down the sideline. They were desperate. Uh, not a huge fault, but – he wasn't making terrible mistakes. Um, obviously, the two interceptions, you guys will scoff at that and say, yes, he did. He was not great. It's a freshman minus his two best weapons. Bryce Young is still a stud. But when you're forcing a freshman to throw 57 times because you can't run the ball, it was one of those games where this was kind of a boring game. I think it was 9-6 in, in, in like deep into the third quarter. And, and then Georgia gets a touchdown. And again, it's just like a slow, boring game where nobody wanted to really make a mistake. And Georgia hit a couple home run plays and bing, bang, boom. That was it. It, it was a classic SEC game. Now, Rob, I, I know this is not going to be of massive interest to a lot of folks, but a few hours before the natty, you know, these goofball college uh, football executives come out and are like, ah, oh, you know, we're trying to hammer out this ex- playoff extension, but we can't figure it out. And there's just too much disagreement, so we're going to shelve it for now. On the day of the national championship, you're supposed to celebrate the season. They basically announce, yeah, we don't have a college football p- playoff expansion plan yet. We're going to just stick with four for now. And it's just like, that's just so deflating, you know? And then you look up and it's, Two teams from the Deep South, which has been the case, what, every single friggin' year? It's like Clemson, LSU, Alabama, uh, Georgia. It's basically three states deeply care about college football. And I'll never forget this, but I moved out to L.A., you know, like five years ago. And I was in a Monday afternoon pickup basketball game. And I told the guys I had to bail early to go watch the national championship. And these are like all guys who are big-time sports fans. And they play sports and they're active and they, you know, fantasy football, gambling, all that. And they're like, why, why are you leaving to watch a game? We just watch the second half. And I was, <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I do have to kind of talk about this stuff all the time. I'm like, yeah, but nothing's, what's going to happen in the first half? Like, you just got to watch the second half. I mean, and that's the, now, now if USC were playing, I guarantee you all the guys would have bailed or UCLA. But it was one of those like, you know, it's Clemson, Georgia. What's what connection is there, or whatever the matchup was, Clemson, Alabama, um, and and it's weird because there was like no juice for this game. I mean, it helped that Week 18 in the NFL was off the charts with the Chargers game, which um, you know, even 24 hours later, I was still very sad about down in the dumps while Rob was you know doing cartwheels. Um, but there's so much like we, Rob, I realized this. We didn't even get to Clay Thompson's return. 
That's how crazy Sunday night was in the NFL. And now the playoff games are out, and I've been, you know, digging into the games, and I got a couple bets in there. Um, only one non-rematch wildcard weekend. And most of the first game, first round matchups, meaning the first first meeting between the teams, were garbage. Wildcard weekend may not be awesome. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously stoked for it. But the matchups just are not ideal. But anyways, to put a bow on college football, um, I don't know, Rob. You know, like, are you getting spent on college football with, like, when only teams from four, like, four states pretty much are making the championship? Like, is it getting a little tiresome? Uh, I, I just, I feel like it's losing impact. And I don't even get, like, a ton of friends who are sports fans, like, stoked for these games. Yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. Uh, you know, I think up until this season, I think it was something like only seven teams had made the playoffs total. <laughs> Or something like that. I, I have to look it up. I think that's accurate. But I want to go back to something you said about, you know, Bryce Young in Alabama. You're saying, you know, it's hard for him to compete against a team like Georgia, you know, without his two wide receivers and yada, yada, yada. Did you know that entering last night's game, Alabama, I want to make sure I get this right. You know how many four and five star recruits they had on their roster? Yeah, a lot. 74. So I don't care that you lost your top year. I mean, it sucks. You know, he'd like to see the best guys out there, of course. But to say that he went to a, a, a he had a knife to a gunfight is just not accurate. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Look, okay. Bryce Young is the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. By definition, he is supposed to be more special than anybody else he's going against. And if I take away two your top two receivers yeah it's gonna hurt you but that shouldn't mean that you can't put up more than nine points through three quarters i don't care who you're going against that's fair let me counter rob you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporty handling all-terrain tires for on and off road adventure go to tirerack.com to get started not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When your top two guns are down, you're now sending out freshmen who haven't run routes in big games or many games at all. This guy, A-G-I-Y-E. How do you even say his name? I'm not even going to try. Uh, something Hall. He's number 84. He looks like a major. Pro- I'm sure he, if you Google him, I-G-E Hall was a four or five star kid. He's out of Florida. He's 6'3", and he's a receiver. Coming into the natty, he had two catches this year. <laughs> two catches for 20 yards. Okay? He probably didn't even run many routes in games. His last reception was against New Mexico State in November. Before that, one catch against Miami in September. That's it. And now he doubled his reception total in the national championship going against the best defense in the country. That's only Hall. The other kid, the kid that I bet on, was Brooks. Now he had he filled in for Mechie against uh, Cincinnati and was decent. He caught a 44-yard touchdown. Coming into... The game, the national championship, Ja'Cory Brooks, another 6'2 freshman out of Miami, had nine catches on the season. Nine. He had six against Georgia. So uh, I I know, four and five star, yes. Are they going to be good long-term? Yes. But they don't have, like, in practice for for the last five months. Well, whose fault is that? Well, how how are those guys going to crack through the rotation? How it's not like it's not like Alabama's running this old school nineteen eighty five offense where there's only two wide receivers on the field at any one time. They they trot out three and four wide receivers minimum every single play. The white dudes slayed uh, and 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 for some reason, and this is another fun fact. Up until there were, uh, let me see here, one minute and twenty seconds. Left in the third quarter, almost half of Georgia's yards offensively came on two plays. (laughs) And you mean to tell me that the Heisman Trophy quarterback with the greatest coach of all time, Nick Saban behind him, 
doesn't matter who he has out there as receivers, how much experience they have. Yeah. You couldn't score more than nine points. You couldn't put any separation between yourself and the other team when that other offense you're going against is struggling like that. There's yeah. a reason why there was a viral video early in the first quarter of Bill O'Brien getting losing his mind up in the press box or in the uh, I, coach's I box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know the receiver slipped, but it's like, you're supposed to be able to convert those kind of plays. It doesn't matter who you're going against. I, I love it, right? So uh, I, I end up defending Alabama and looking like an ass clown. But I will point this out, Rob. Go look at the Arizona Cardinals, right? New Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. With him, their numbers are basically top five, top four offense in the league in terms of efficiency, yards per play, blah, blah, blah. So New Hopkins goes out. And you're like, well, they're paying other guys, you know, 500000 million, whatever. The offense screeches to a grinding halt. And I know people are going to say, well, Jay, Jay, they scored 30 against Seattle. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Don't look at they scored 30 because they didn't score 30. The defense scored an opening touchdown. Then Russell Wilson was intercepted, and Arizona runs it back to the one-yard line, and they run in a one-yard touchdown run. So that's 14 of the 30 came on essentially two defensive plays. That offense stinks since they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk, I think he was a second-round pick. Can't do jack squat. A.J. Green, who, hell, he might sniff the Hall of Fame. That guy was awesome in his prime. Awesome. I don't know. Hall of Fame might be much. But what what can he do? They're throwing to Antoine Wesley, who was great against Dallas and then returned to earth (laughs) against Seattle with a couple drops. So, yeah, these guys can make a massive difference. And I know it shouldn't come down to the receiver. But go look at Carson Wentz. Uh, well, Carson Wentz is a bad example. Without Michael Pittman, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he's not looking example. good. And then actually he had Michael Pittman and everybody, and he was dog shit because that's what Carson Wentz is. Um, but, yeah, it, like there's just so much happening in sports. I do want to quickly pivot from Alabama. I mean, are we good? Or are you good on Alabama? No, I'm you good. I feel like I said, uh, I don't mean to come down on Bryce Young because he is a kid and he is fantastic. I want to make that clear. I'm not trying to rip a college student. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. I just don't think he played up to his potential in the championship. Can, can I, I, I will add this. I, th- I hope this doesn't come out wrong. So he's not a huge quarterback, right? I don't even think he's 6'2". I don't think no, he's 6'1". He's small. Okay. Uh, relatively small, yeah. Right. It, is it odd to you that he does not look fleet at all? And I'm not saying he has to be fast because he's on the small side, but he doesn't even look that quick. Now, the Georgia linebackers are fast as shit, but under, like, they, I don't know if you remember uh, in the red zone, they score a touchdown, they're going for two, and Bryce Young tucks it to the right, and he starts running, and you're like, oh, he's got acres of space, he could probably run that in, and then you have to be like, oh, no, 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 he may look Kyler Murray's size, but he has no chance, and he got like one yard, maybe two, and then he was drilled by linebackers. Um, so he does, is it weird that he's not faster? Uh, I guess you would think that because of his size that he would yeah. be faster than, than what he is, but the yeah. thing is, with that offense, and we saw that with Mac Jones, we saw that with Tua, neither one of those guys is great athletes, but yeah, yeah, what Mac they Jones, can do is Joey. they can get the yeah. ball to the skill position guys, which they have bounties of, they have 47 five-star wide receivers and you know 22 five-star running backs yeah. so as long as you get them the ball in the correct place in space they're going to do all the work so that's really all he has to worry about and i think that he probably has more natural talent than either of those two guys 
even if he's not that fleet of foot, as you say. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Black Monday, as they call it, when everybody gets fired. I mean, it's a little late to have January 10th. This is usually like late December, early January. January 10th is like middle of January. Um, No surprise that Nagy from Chicago gets dusted. Mike Zimmer, not a big surprise. There's one that a lot of people were surprised by, and I was caught off guard as well. Brian Flores in Miami, after two seasons, all of a sudden, fired. And it's like, whoa. They just won eight or nine games down the stretch. He got fired? Two seasons? Huh. And instantly, you get the leaks from internal Miami. Well, Brian Flores uh, did not have a good relationship with his offensive coordinators. He did not have a good relationship with his quarterback. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. They had to get rid of him. It was a, it was a um, you know, the organization was not collaborative. Now, Rob, I just want everybody to know this is how your sausage gets made. Rob, we went an entire season where not once did anyone in the national media report one damn thing about Brian Flores feuding with his offensive coordinator, with his quarterback, nothing, right? Uh, that's accurate, right? Nothing. There was nothing, not an ounce. And now all these reporters are like, well, Brian Flores didn't get along with anyone. What the hell are you talking about? Where? Where are you? How are you coming up with this? That makes no sense. You can't say, oh, yeah, I knew this all along. I just didn't report it. Because you didn't know. If you did know, you were reporting it. You didn't know. You're basically getting handed the negative side of the story from the owner. So why is this happening now? Why did this happen to Brian Flores? Well, the obvious one is Stephen Ross, the Michigan guy, the big billionaire Michigan guy, has somebody in mind. He has to have somebody in mind. You don't fire a coach after two years. A coach, I know he missed the playoffs twice, but I, I don't know if you really should. Flores was surprising. That has to surprise some people. Rob, you were surprised, right? A little bit. Yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, I so, probably was not as surprised as you were, but a little bit. I mean, again, I, I don't think Flores is anything great, and we could get to that in a sec. Like, let's stop treating Brian Flores like he's amazing because – you know, he started one and three and then he started one and seven. So uh, how good are we talking here? Like, yeah, anybody when you're down and you've got nothing, nowhere to go but up, you're going to win a bunch of games. But twice he's had a chance to get to the playoffs and twice they've gotten their doors kicked in. Two years ago by Buffalo facing largely backups and Miami fans want to fight me on this and be like, no, Miami, uh, Buffalo played their starters. doesn't matter. It was like 50 to 25, okay? You got their ass kicked. And then this year, in Tennessee, huge game. They come out lethargic and get stomped, choked out 34-3. to So not only does Flores start slow, but he can't win the big game when it matters at the end of the season. So let's – I know people are outraged. Another black coach fired. I get it. Yeah, that, is that wrong? Sure. In a league that's largely African-American players, should there be more black coaches? You're damn right there should be. That being said, I think Ross has to have somebody in mind. And I put out there that – Listen, Harbaugh makes sense. They have a relationship. And quickly, you know how bad of a look that is. If it's like Jim Harbaugh last week is chirping, hey, uh, I, I would like to go back to the NFL. You guys know what this is about. Of course, he took a massive pay cut to stay at Michigan. Meanwhile, the Michigan State coach, Mel, Mel Tucker, is it, Rob? I think it's Tucker. The uh, the Michigan State coach, whoever he is, yes, gets a massive raise. Okay, 
James Franklin gets a massive raise. Neither of them have made the playoff. Jim Harbaugh made the playoff. So he's out here being like, yo, I need some cheddar. And y'all better pony up or I'm going to go to the NFL. And what happens? Well, it works well for Harbaugh, who, by the way, was calling media members to talk to them. You know, do with that what you will. Chicago opens up. Jim Harbaugh was, I believe, drafted by Indy or Chicago, one of those two. But he definitely was in, played in Chicago. Fits his blue-collar ethos. It's a perfect fit. Well, are you going to give Jim Harbaugh a raise? Are you going to say, yeah, we, dare, we double-dog dare you to go to Chicago? Um, which is kind of a rebuilding project, right? I don't think Chicago is a great job right now. Um, and the other one is, would he go to Miami? Miami has a lot of talent, guys. A lot of talent on the outside. The offensive line has a lot of players. I don't know about talent. The defense has talent. Uh, the cornerback, Howard. Um, who is the guy that Ross has? Is it Harbaugh? Is it... I mean, could he go out and get uh, the the coach um, from Stanford? David Shaw? Yeah, David Shaw. Could he get David Shaw? What big name is he going to get? Because you don't fire your coach after two years unless you really think you can land somebody. Any theories, Rob? You know what? I, I know that it wasn't heavily reported that Brian Flores was having issues within that locker room and that front office. But if you read the tea leaves, there's a reason why he had three different offensive coordinators in three years. There's a reason why they started out as poorly as they did. And you can't just blame it all on Tua, the quarterbacks, you know, because the way he mismanaged Tua's rookie season, yanking him back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it seemed to me like Brian Flores was operating almost independently of the rest of his staff and the rest of the front office. Like he had a, a way he wanted things done. Anybody who didn't agree with it, offensive coordinator got to go each time. And Jay Glazer said on Sunday during his NFL on Fox, he's talking about the coaches that may or may not get fired on black Monday. And he throws in this innocuous comment at the time. And it's not till afterwards that it makes sense. He says, you know, quote, keep your eye out on Brian Flores in Miami. And he adds, if they get rid of Flores with the Dolphins, there is a lot more problems in that organization than just that. So it leads me to believe that there was something going on with Brian Flores. I don't know exactly what it was. We can only speculate. But it leads me to believe that there was something else going on. And because, like you said, the way the sausage gets made, most of these NFL reporters, some of them we get on this podcast, they only say what they're allowed to say. It's not like the NBA where you got guys like Jake Fisher who aren't really tied to anybody who can just put things out that he's hearing because he doesn't have to worry about the repercussions from anybody else. He doesn't have these relationships like a, a Shams or a Woj or who pick your favorite person where they're tied to a certain agency, a certain front office, a certain general manager where they know that they can't say too much because they don't want to burn that relationship. Yeah. Huh. I, I, it just smells, something smells fishy. I, I mean, listen, on the pod, I had bagged on Flores about the offensive coordinator. You guys know I've been ripping Tua. And that situation was real. But 
I, it, something just feels weird here. I think they have a big name. I don't know who it is. I don't know who they have cooked up. I don't think Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I don't think Bill O'Brien makes a hell of a lot of sense. Oh, especially not after last night. Yeah, especially um, you can't watch that national championship game and say, "Yeah, uh, Bill O'Brien's the guy." He's definitely the guy. Well, I'm sure you guys will listen to this and then hit me on the DMs or on Twitter and, and give me your theories on who the big name is. Because they got to have somebody. Um, I don't think there's a lot of great options out there right now. Do you? I mean, some of these names that are interviewing for like uh, in Chicago and like even in Denver where Vic Fangio got toast, toasted. Um, I, I'm not. It's kind of an uninspiring lot. That being said, Nick Sirianni is in the playoffs. Um in Philadelphia. Zach Taylor's in the playoffs. In Zach Cincinnati. Taylor's in the friggin' playoffs. Whoever the Raiders, I, I should stop trying to say Rich his name. Rich Bisaccia. And I, yeah. I do think that Harbaugh is the, the, the big fish in this coaching circle. In the, That's in, really in the only round. huge name out there, unless somebody, I mean, nobody thinks Urban Meyer is getting another look. No. Um, I, is there another big name you could lure from college? I mean, maybe that's why Matt Rule hasn't been fired yet. Yeah. Carolina. Well, I will say, I, like, do you like that I heard that Miami was interviewing Brian Dable? For the head coaching job, oh, the no, I don't. I don't guy, know if yeah. Brian Dable's that. I think this season may have hurt his case a little bit, but I like the idea of pairing him or pairing Tua with somebody who knows him and knows his strengths. Because once you tie yourself to a quarterback, you have to do everything you can to make sure he's comfortable and successful. And that's one thing that Brian Flores absolutely did not do with Tua. The only outside the box name that I had heard from an agent was uh, Lane Kiffin, which I mean, I just can't imagine Miami going to Lane Kiffin, but he does know offense. We know everywhere he goes, his offense is good. I just don't know if he's ready to get back in the NFL. Um, I, I guess, you know, Dable make that, that comment you made about Dable is interesting. So they want to interview him or he's interviewing this week. I believe he's interviewing this week. Okay. So the Buffalo Bills have a playoff game coming up against the Patriots. And Brian Dable is interviewing with the Miami Dolphins. I know, I know. It's one day. It's a couple hours. Where's your focus? I, I think it's a legitimate question. For a guy in Brian Dable who was incredible last year and this year, much less so. Was it because he was somehow irked? He did not get any head coaching offers i mean the rams were supposed i mean sorry the chargers were supposed to get him to pair with herbert it would have been like oh my gosh this is golden instead they get staley to fix their defense and their defense ends up a tire fire and i'm still angry at brandon Staley. that being said (laughs) uh we should probably wrap up there all right guys everybody have a great tuesday we'll talk to you tomorrow i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at, at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound listen to locatora radio as part of the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.